Uh, that is not what the doctor ordered. That that just that is not the encore that that Spartan fans wanted. That was a tough one yesterday. It's a tough one because, you know, coming off that high of Michigan, coming off that game, where, look. There were times when the Spartans didn't look very good. There were times when Michigan was having their way. There were times when it just looked real bleak at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing last week. Down 16 midway through the third quarter. It's a tough spot to be in. But the Spartans found a way. They found a way. Come back. Come back. Claw. As as Mel Tucker says, they kept chopping. And that was a big-time win. And you're thinking, geez, you know, I told you last week, I, I look, Kenneth Walker's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. He is the best running back in college football. I don't care what anybody else tells you. And even, even you know, yesterday, Kenneth Walker still ran for 146 yards and a touchdown. I mean, look, he's just, he's he's the real deal. But, but that's beside the point because, unfortunately, even after 146 yards and a score from Kenneth Walker, he says Spartans still couldn't get it done. They got blasted 40-29 to 29 against the Boilermakers. And, and look, the, the, the part here that really stinks is Michigan State, you know, coming down the stretch here, and look, it's the same thing for Michigan, but coming down the stretch, this is, this is the meat of the schedule. This is the teeth of it. When you still got Penn State on the on the table, you still got Ohio State uh, coming up. And, and look, Mich- I've been saying, I've been telling you this all year. Michigan State secondary is shaky. Michigan State secondary is not the you know the no fly zone of Mark D'Antonio's your. This is not the same group. They don't have the same mentality. They're just not there yet. And yesterday they got exposed. Gave up 536 yards through the air. Aiden O'Connell completed 75% of his passes going 40 for 54. That was the game plan. Throw the football. Throw the football. And then when you have another opportunity, throw the football. And absolutely just carved up the the, 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 the Spartan secondary. And again, coming off last week, I told you. I told you exactly where Michigan State would be. Here, listen, listen, I'll play this cut for you. This is from last Saturday's show. Listen, I told you. So for me, first college football playoff ranking, Michigan State's number three. Bingo, bango, bongo. And now look, here's the deal. Is now it gets a little more complicated. Gets a little more convoluted. There, there's a li- now there's another layer that you got to look at here if you're the Spartans. And so, unfortunately, yesterday, the secondary was a problem. And, and I don't know how with, with just a few games left on the slate that that gets fixed this year. But now you're coming up to some good teams, and now you got to figure out a way to get through it. You got to figure out a way to put a band aid on it 
until you really get a handle on this. And look, this is this is no indictment on Mel Tucker. This is no indictment on that program whatsoever. I mean, again, the over-under for wins this season for the Spartans was four and a half in Vegas. So they are on the fast track. But when you're on the fast track, sometimes you overlook a couple of things, and uh, the, the secondary is just the issue right now. The other problem for the Spartans yesterday, penalties. They were only flagged six times, but the penalties came at crucial times. That chop block on Kevin Jarvis uh, early on, brutal, brutal. Then you got a freshman kicker in there because Matt Coughlin is out. Missed the 43-yard field goal. Brutal. Justin White gets called for an illegal motion. On a punt, no good. Back-to-back 15-yard penalties in the second half uh, against Chester Kimbrough and Simon Barrow, who was ejected for charting, can't have it. And those two calls in particular in the second half led specifically to the Boilermakers going and retaking the league after Michigan State tied the game. Michigan State just, they were always playing from behind. And and the, the problem for yesterday was coming off of that high at Michigan, coming off of that, that incredible win. Yesterday, it's not even like the Spartans necessarily beat themselves. They just weren't the better team yesterday. And I think if that game gets played 10 times, Michigan State's going to win that game nine times. But yesterday, they just weren't the better team. In in a, in a, in an era of college football where your margin of of uh, uh, you know that that little sliver of being able to to win games, being able to 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 build that resume, stack up those wins, in what inevitably would help you get to Indy. Those margins are so slim; they're so razor thin. And with the, the teeth of the schedule coming up, that was a, a tough blow for the Spartans. But the good news, if you're a member of Michigan State Nation, a dog, as they call them in East Lansing, uh, you do control your own day. Everything is in front of you. Because even if Michigan were to go win out, which let's be honest, ain't going to happen. But if Michigan goes and wins out, and Michigan State goes and wins out. They look to the tiebreaker. And Michigan State's got it. I, look, are either of these teams beating Ohio State? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Ohio State's still the cream of the crop. But Michigan State still has that in front of them. And that's good news for the Spartans. As perhaps a, as rough of a day it was to watch that game, and, and it was rough, you still have hope. There's still that possibility out there. Uh, all right, coming up next, I want to talk about Michigan. And we're going to talk to Angelique Shangalis over at the Detroit News. Uh, lots of injury problems for Michigan yesterday, especially in the backfield, which is their bread and butter. Hassan Haskins had to carry the load yesterday. Did it pretty well. Blake Corum goes out injured early in that game. Didn't have Donovan Edwards. 
And in a game where Michigan, you know, I was expecting them to go out and lay a thumping on Indiana, they kind of walk through it. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Sports Right. Uh, you know, our next guest uh, had an interesting piece and, and, and a really interesting quote from defensive lineman Taylor Rupshaw. After Michigan State, the, that, that Michigan State game last week, Michigan lost to Michigan State. Um, Taylor Rupshaw and, and a couple of the guys uh, in the, in the, uh, at Schembechler Hall and in the in the players, we're going around saying somebody's got to pay. Someone's got to pay for this. So somebody's got somebody's got to come into them. And, and, and Angelique Jangalis over at the Detroit News wrote that piece. She was with us here on SportsRap. And Angelique, I, I got to be honest. Yesterday, watching that game, it felt like it felt like Michigan was in command the whole time. But with that said, it kind of felt like they were sleepwalking through it. It's funny you said that because I was going to use that that word in my story because I felt like everybody was sleepwalking. And, and, you know, part of it, Chris, is a lot of people, I've had a lot of people message me and text me that complaining about the Fox coverage and the, and the timeouts and the media timeouts. And every time mm-hmm. there was an injury, there was another media. And I've got to tell you, I, I watched the, the, the crowd, and I think that really took – the fans out of the game, it was, there was like no flow and I I don't want to put it all on TV because I just, it wasn't a very interesting game uh, unless you really wanted to sit there and watch the medical tent, which is what I ended up doing a lot of last (laughs) night. But yeah, no, it it definitely felt like sleepwalking through it. And, um, and and I think, I think the fans did too. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, so I do college football play-by-play for Siena Heights University down in Adrian, and, and there are a couple of teams that we play on our schedule every year. You know, that, that and, and it, this is NAIA football, so there are no TV timeouts. Um, but there are a couple of, you know, bigger time schools at that level that do have, you know, TV contracts, and they do the games on TV. And so there are TV timeouts. And it is glaringly obvious when you're sitting there watching a football game and and you're dealing with extended stoppages. It's very obvious to, to the people who are especially there at a packed Michigan stadium, and it's cold, and people are watching yeah. this game. They're like, All right, Michigan's got it. We understand they're going to win this game. Um, but these timeouts, they're excessive. And, and, and this is – I think this is a problem. You know, it's specifically to Fox. They really jam-pack these broadcasts. Um, well, but, but look, I, you, you said you spent a lot of time watching the injury tent. There were a lot of guys going in there last night. Of course, you know, Blake Corum being one of the top dogs and going in. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it really, I was like, it, it was one of those games where I felt like, eh, okay, I can take this series off and just watch the medical tent because it was, as we described, just sort of a, a block law game and, and and that's not not to take anything away from Michigan's defense which which opened with four th- straight three and outs and five mm-hmm. five of the the Indiana six possessions in the second half but yeah I mean to your point I mean Blake Corum goes hopping off the field uh, late in the first quarter head straight to, straight to the medical tent and then I spotted him in the second half in street clothes on the sideline with a boot on his right leg so um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, you could sit there and speculate, maybe it's a high ankle sprain, something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think maybe Harbaugh, I, you know, I doubt he'll be specific uh, about any of the injuries tomorrow, but he'll give a vague, like, yeah, I think he can go. No, I don't think so. So I think he'll, he'll offer that much, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a string of players. I mean, Jamon Green came off the corner. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was 
holding his shoulder. It, he was sort of doubled over when he, but then when he left to head to the locker room, he, he didn't seem to be in that similar pain. Um, again, hard to, hard to say just what I was, I was seeing. And then, and then, uh, I see Andrell Anthony had come out and he was sitting at the end of the bench and then AJ Henning went in. And then when Henning came out, Andrell got up and the two of them went with someone to the locker room and didn't return. So um, there was that, but you know, with Blake Corum going out and you already have Donovan Edwards on the sideline, the freshman running right. back who you know missed his second straight game, Michigan suddenly got very thin at running back. And I don't think Hassan Hassan was complaining, but my goodness, you know, something happens to him. Then what? And, and I think that's a, that's a pretty precarious situation, um, and it'll be interesting to see you know who gets back this week. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I, I I've really enjoyed watching the development of David Ajabo this year. It just seems mm-hmm. like every at at every turn, every game this season, every big time moment. 55 is in the middle of it, and he has really improved week after week after week, and then. Of course, you pair that with Aiden on the other side. That that is a formidable pass rush. This this uh, team has developed over the course of the season. They really are. They're very disruptive, and and really, it's been since the Wisconsin game uh, that that Ojabo has emerged. Um, I mean, I, w- I was I had my my binoculars watching that play on the strip sack, and I and I you know our columnist Bob Wanowski was sitting next to me, and I I go, God, did you see that spin move he just made? I mean, it was it was really something to see Ojabo do that, and. And here's a guy who didn't start playing football till his junior year in high school, and he's from Scotland. Came over to a, a like a boarding school in in uh, in uh, pardon me in in New Jersey. And I couldn't think of the the state for a second. I excuse me, anybody from New Jersey, but uh, you know he's a soccer athlete, a basketball athlete. Yeah. He's just a freak athlete. So um, he's. He, I think you know you're seeing what a few more years of football has has developed here, and he's just getting better and better. Uh, of course, this thing gets this this thing gets difficult now as you head down the stretch. Penn State uh, at Penn State at Maryland, and then of course at home for for Ohio State. This Penn State team has taken a slide over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, back to back losses that 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 heartbreaker um, against Illinois, uh, but but and then last week against Ohio State, which who blames them? But uh, going to Happy Valley, it's a noon game. Thank God. Uh, but uh, that is always a tough place to play, and and Penn State's still a very good football team, so the the teeth of the schedule, this thing really starts to clamp down now. It really does, really, for Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. I mean, this is where where the Big Ten East Division winner is going to come from these next three weeks, and and you're right. I mean, Penn State's a very tough place to play. They're really lucky that that this game's after the 10th week, so – um, so there was no threat of a night game unless Michigan would agree to it, and, and everybody knows that wouldn't happen. So, you know, I think a noon game. I'm not sure if it works in their to benefit Michigan, but it certainly doesn't it doesn't hurt. I mean, at least they're not playing at night because that place is. I mean, it's electrifying like Nebraska yep. was. Yep. And um, but you know, Penn State has struggled. They haven't been the Penn State team I thought they would be. Um, you know, it was like, a, will, will Sean Clifford be the 2019 version or the 2020? And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's been interesting to watch where he's kind of gone up and down and um, the same for this team. So, you know, we talk about Michigan in the red zone. Penn, State's, Penn State has had its issues, too, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Sure. But, um, but, but Beaver Stadium is a tough place to play. Great fans, and I mean, it should be. I, I saw an early. Um, I guess just got an email with some of the uh, the betting 
uh, spreads, and, and this is a pick mm-hmm. so far. So I don't know how yeah. if that's going to change, but it, I think that's fair. How do you think the 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 players in the locker room have taken these last couple of days, really the last week, uh, coming off that Michigan game where, you know, I understand that there were some calls that didn't go their way. I'm not quite sure how the sack fumble touchdown doesn't uh, stand, but that's where, you know, beside the point, you blow a 16-point lead, you know, halfway through the, the, the third quarter. Um, that's a tough spot to be in. So what was your sense of of kind of the morale of the team uh, going into uh, yesterday? I, I thought it was really, really sound. I mean, they said all the right things and, and things I expected them to say, but but there is something about this team that they I really do think maybe going through last year, uh, the COVID year, and, and now they've, you know, there was one thing, I think it was David Ajabo earlier in the season said, you know, that now they get to eat together. They get to do things together, and, and they're feeling that what he called brotherhood. And, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of teams feel that, so that's that's not unique to Michigan. But um, I thought, you know, you mentioned the Taylor Upshaw quote. I mean, he said this team was really angry this week. And it wasn't about calls, you know, which way they went or anything. like. It was the fact that they lost that game, and they knew that they had right. control of their destiny. And, you know, I, maybe they didn't come out angry as I thought they would, um, but may, I don't think that they ever really thought Indiana was going to be a threat, and they needed to get this win and, and move on. And, and they want to maintain that, that kind of approach that someone's got to pay approach. That's what Ajabo said after the game. And uh, yeah, I mean, maybe because the they will they- be. Yeah, it's an edge that they're going to need because, look, Indiana with their third-string freshman quarterback right. making his first start, uh, you're right. That's probably not a time when somebody's going to pay, but it would be a good time to make Penn State pay. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Angelique Shangelis, thank you. Always appreciate it. Thanks, Look forward sir. to talking with you down the stretch. <laughs> thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what. Coming up next, we'll take a break. Uh, Blake's going to get mad at me. I don't want Blake to get mad at me. Uh, Blake with us this afternoon, filling in for Jason Fissler. Um, uh, on the other side, we'll, we'll, we'll get you caught up on what's going on in the NFL. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State, big stories today. Uh, we'll get you caught up on what's going on in the NFL. We'll do uh, a couple of questions Blake's prepared for us. Uh, and uh, we'll get this thing going here on a Sunday evening. Sports wrap. Chris Renwick right here on WJR. More coming next. Don't go anywhere. All right, I want to put a bow on this. Uh, and, and look, if you want to weigh in, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR, uh, the number 40 caller text. Would love to have you uh, on to talk about this. Also, if you want to uh, pop on over to Facebook or our YouTube page, WJR YouTube page, uh, we do the show live. Uh, so you can watch the show and interact. Joe Harper says MSU will, will, will bounce back. So I, I, I don't necessarily disagree, Joe, but last last week was, was uh, or, or yesterday was tough. Uh, I, just to put a bow on, to, uh, on this uh, conversation about Michigan and Michigan State, in the AP poll that was released today, uh, Michigan and Michigan State, Michigan dropped, uh, Michigan, Michigan State dropped three spots. Uh, they are down to number eight in the AP poll. Michigan stayed steady they continue to be at number nine so michigan state at number eight michigan state at number nine and and i told you last week and and look like i I will get your opinion on this too told you last week michigan state was going to be number three in the first college football playoff ranking they were this week it's a little more difficult right it's a little more difficult because you look at uh, the the top two aren't going to change georgia will be number one Alabama will be number two. You look at how it played out last week. 
Michigan State, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma, Wake Forest, and Notre Dame to round out the top 10. Georgia and Alabama will will hold pat. Michigan State gets bumped. Oregon and Ohio State move up. Okay, so your top four will be Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. Book it. Now, after that, it gets interesting because I think Cincinnati moves up to number five, and now you got to figure out what to do with Michigan State because beating Michigan, good. Losing to Purdue, an unranked team on the road, bad. Bad. And so now the committee has to weigh with Michigan State. Was this a blip? Was this something that, uh, how is this going to be viewed by the committee? Because I think a loss against an unranked Purdue team on the road will hurt Michigan State more than a win against Michigan at home. So for me, with Cincinnati moving up to number five, I could very well see Michigan moving up to six and perhaps Michigan State somewhere in that seven, eight, nine window. Blake, wh- wh- where, where are you at on this? Do you think that too? Because I understand Michigan State, Michigan, uh, the Spartans have the, the advantage over Michigan because they've got the tiebreaker and the win. But in the college football playoff poll, it's a little different. It's not like the AP poll or it's not like, you know, a ranking system in the Big Ten East. It, it's a little more complicated than that. So I think it, the committee has to look at how good is that win versus Michigan? Yeah. Obviously, they view Michigan highly if they're at number seven in week one of the playoff uh, rankings. Or how how damaging is this Purdue loss going to be for them? I think that the committee, though, has shown that head-to-head is very important with mm-hmm. Oregon being ranked ahead of Ohio State in the first poll. So yes. I still think that MSU will be ranked higher than Michigan. Um, I I think MSU will end up like at six. Six, And yep. then Michigan stays at seven. That's what I think will happen. I'm interested to see what happens with Oklahoma because – Everyone in front of them obviously either lost or didn't play well besides Georgia. So I'm interested to see, could we see Oklahoma like jump up ahead of, you know, even Cincinnati? It'll be very interesting. Well, that Cincinnati game was crazy yesterday. Did you happen to see any of that? Yeah, I I had it on one of the TVs. So uh, Cincinnati, they are still undefeated. They beat Tulsa yesterday. Uh, Tulsa had the ball at the Cincinnati two-yard line with a buck 14 left in the fourth quarter, down by eight. They turned the ball over on downs. Next play, Desmond Ritter fumbled the football on a on a on a victory formation kneel down. Ball never got to him. They fumbled the football. Tulsa recovers it at the three-yard line. And it took Cincinnati in a goal line stand with seconds left on the clock. Tulsa ran it four times up the middle and they never cashed in. Cincinnati stays undefeated. I have never seen a series like that where you're going from goal line stand to potentially, you know, save the game or at least 
you know, stop the team from tying it. It, it would take a, a touchdown into a two-point conversion. So they make the goal line stop. Then they fumble it. And then another goal line stop to win the game. That was really an incredible. I don't care who you're playing. That was really an incredible series by Cincinnati uh, on that defense. It was really remarkable. So you got to give the Bearcats a lot of credit. With that being said, I still don't think that 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 this this slate of games that they've played, the schedule that they played. I, I just, to me, I understand Cincinnati's upset. I understand the conference commissioner's upset. I get it, but. Uh, geez, I to me it just it it's it's just it's not there. It's not it's it's unless something catastrophic goes down with these teams up top. I just don't see how Cincinnati's going to really get into the mix. But they're clawing clawing their way in. They're going to be number five this week, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, all right, I want to get you caught up on some of the the action around the NFL tonight uh, because, of course, the big news this week was Green Bay Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's out because of COVID. Turns out he wasn't vaccinated. Uh, they trailed the Chiefs right now, thirteen to nothing, uh, with just under five minutes to go in the third quarter. That that's obviously a game. Uh, you know, this is you know could be viewed as Jordan Love lit, litmus test. Like, is this guy for real? And the Chiefs aren't very good this year, so this is an opportunity for them to show that this guy's it. And I. You know, I don't know that he's. I don't know if that's if it's his time yet. I don't. There were obviously reports in the in the in the uh, uh, preseason about whether or not he's even ready. So uh, maybe it's not as much of a litmus test as I'd like to think it is. But uh, Packers trail the Chiefs thirteen to nothing with the three and a half to go in the third quarter. Uh, Blake, I know you've got some questions lined up. Let's get to it because I, I want to try to fire through some of these. There was one on thing I wanted to bring up that you brought up with Angelique about mm-hmm. Fox. The mm-hmm. uh, the other thing that drives me crazy about the Fox broadcasts, they don't show any scores from around the country. I don't know if you've noticed that, but during the entire game, the MSU game, the MSU Michigan game last week and then this week during the Indiana game, there's just no scores from around the there's country. There's nothing. So you don't like it's like the, it's the only game on and I think that adds into the whole commercial thing cuz they're not breaking it up with any scores. No. No, there, there is no like, hey, let's go back to the studio for an update. There's yeah. none of that going on. No, there's none of that going on. Uh, but but these broad, the, the Fox broadcast, look, and I love Gus Johnson. Like for me, I, I just love his, I just love his vibe. I, I, I dig it. Not everybody does. And I understand. Um, but those Gus Johnson games, I, I they're okay for me. Like I can get through them. But like last night, this just, it, it's very obvious when you're just constantly going to commercial and look, again, you got to pay the bills. I understand. But like, my goodness, there has to be a line drawn. Like, I don't know. But the, the problem is, is like, who's the arbiter of this? You know what I mean? Like, is the NCAA going to step in and say, Fox, you got to stop playing so many commercials. Like I, this is the wild West here. Like Fox is able to, you know, ESPN, I'm sure could do the same thing if they wanted, but geez, I mean, I don't know. Who, I don't know who is the the person that's supposed to oversee all of this. Like, you gotta reel it in. You, you just have yeah, to. I agree. Because it's it's obnoxious. It, it really is, and and it does. And those people last night at the game, like I was reading some tweets, and uh, somebody was like, "Oh, here comes another uh, commercial break," 
and people are like, we just want to go home. We just, we just, it's cold. It's not, it's, it, it's dark. You know, it's, we're up. We're not going to lose it. Can we just go home, please? Like, why are we playing these commercials? I don't know how long that broadcast was, um, but I, I recorded the game and started, why well, I started watching it a little late, but I, I recorded the game and I, I always, you know, this is a must for any sports watching. You always got to put the extra, you know, tail end, the extra 30 minutes on at the end. Mm-hmm. So I, I put the, the, the extra 30 minute recording on and it still missed. Like I still didn't even see the end of That's the game. Like I, it didn't even, it was crazy. It was crazy. So yeah, when you're when you're watching a Fox broadcast, buckle up <laughs> because yeah. it's a, it's a haul. Well, they've moved uh, their, the like midday kick from three 30 to four. Like they've done it themselves. They know what they're doing. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's not a mistake. Uh, a couple other scores to get you caught up on uh, under two to go in Philly Eagles hosting the chargers. That's all tied up at 24. Uh, the chargers are in Philly territory. They're at about the 30 yard line, 32 yard line. Uh, so looks like the Chargers are at least going to have an opportunity here to win this one in regulation. Uh, Chiefs on top of the Packers, thirteen to nothing. With uh, looks like they're just about to start the fourth quarter. Cardinals on top of the 49ers, thirty-one to fourteen. Uh, an OBJless Browns team all over the Bengals today, forty-one to sixteen. Broncos over the Cowboys, thirty to sixteen. Dolphins beat the Texans. Uh, 17 to nine, uh, Falcons beat the saints 27 to 25 giants on top of the Raiders, 23 to 20, uh, excuse me, 23, 16, uh, Patriot uh, Patriots beat the Panthers 24 to six. I'll tell you what, uh, it, I, I don't know what it has been this year, why it has been, but there are teams literally being blown out of the water this year in the NFL. That is not something historically that you've seen from the national football league where teams are literally blowing other teams out, right? Like the average margin of wins in the NFL over the course of a number of years was like three points. The Browns beat the Bengals today with identical records, 41 to 16 in the NFL. That is a drubbing, a drubbing. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, look, Cardinals on top of the 49ers, 31 to 14. Tooch. Broncos on top of the Cowboys, 30 to 16. I Blake, I do you remember seeing, you know, you know, score differentials like this? I just don't remember this. No, it's crazy. And I was one of the things I was gonna bring up in the Bengals, that score after two weeks ago, they beat the Ravens. Like the Bengals yeah. don't make any sense at all. Yeah. Like, no, they make no sense. They lose to the Jets, and then they get blown out by Cleveland. They went from first place to last place in their division in two weeks. Correct. Two weeks. Crazy. And then the Broncos, they don't make any sense either. No. <laughs> the, the, the Broncos are really a head-scratcher for me. Like, they were one of the hottest teams to start the NFL. Everybody was kind of like, uh, you know, nobody saw this coming from the Broncos. Um, And today, Locks out. And they still blast the Cowboys 30 to 16 on the road in Dallas. Like that's impressive. But yeah, I just don't remember. I I just don't remember seeing these kind. 
who are the Colts to put up a 45 spot on Thursday night football? I mean, I get you're playing the Jets, but these these numbers are astronomical. I mean, really, it's crazy. It's not something that we've historically seen uh, in the NFL. All right, I got to take a quick break. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk to our friend Sean Belegian. Uh, We've got uh, uh, his show with Bill Keenis coming up. Uh, at seven o'clock, obviously not something you're going to want to miss. So stay tuned. Chris Renwick here on Sports Wrap. More next here on WJR. Don't go anywhere. All right, welcome back. Uh, we'll get you caught up on on a couple of other things in the NFL. But, you know, one of the interesting things about this season really uh, has been has been the the Chiefs. I mean, it, 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 obviously they've got a ton of talent, and for whatever reason. They just they haven't been able to keep this thing together. Like it's been, you know, the four and four. That I just, you know, you, you try to tell me in the middle of you know in the off season that for that that Kansas City is going to be five hundred heading into week eight. I would have called you crazy. I would have called you, uh, Sean Belizean. Uh, did you see that coming? This whole Kansas City thing. No four and four on the. I did. I you. I would have told you you were nuts if you told me that preseason. Yeah, and, and you know what? They're getting a lot of heat in Kansas City, and I don't think the players are reacting too well to it. You know, I mean, look, there are big. They don't know how to react to it. Yeah, it, it, look, there are big expectations, especially about that offense. You know, Chris, I don't know if you've had this on in the background. They, they just don't look right. I, there, there's no. no other way to say that. They, you know, and this was one of those games that I think a lot of people were looking at on the on the schedule and obviously the Aaron Rodgers drama changed it from green Bay this game's been awful. I mean, there's yeah. no other way to say it. It's, it's, it's not been a good game today. No, it's been a snoozer. And again, I, I, like go th- through three quarters, the chiefs could only muster up 13 points against a, a Packers team where uh, again, with that offense, it's just, it's remarkable. So I agree. I, they just, they just don't look right. You know, the, the other part we were just talking a couple of minutes ago, is it it feels like throughout the last I don't know decade there's so the NFL yes there are teams that are just far and away better you know the last few years the Chiefs have just been far and away better than anybody else but the 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 amount of like blowout games we're seeing this year is crazy I do not I just don't remember seeing games like this Browns Bengals game forty one to sixteen are you kidding me. What what is this? You know what? And uh, the crazy thing about it, yet at the same time, I, I think the NFL for so many years was so desirous of of having parity. Uh, they've got it now, and, and every week there are the surprises. You know, like what Jacksonville did to Buffalo today. Uh, Denver jumping out to crazy. a thirty to nothing lead on Dallas, and, and right, you know, things like that. So it it is it is kind of crazy how uh, the league is today. I mean, look. We're, we're, we're kind of sounding like the generations that came before us. I, I mean, right. We are turning into our yes. fathers right now, aren't we? Yes. Football was better when I was a kid. You I'm not even it. saying it was bad. It's just, I just can't believe this is happening. That's no, all. I agree with you. I, I agree. With you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll jokes aside. I agree. I mean, you know, and, and then you see what the Cardinals are doing today. Right. And you think to yourself, you know, 
how did they lose that game to the Packers last week? Now the Packers aren't, right. you know, exactly a slouch or anything like that, but you know, the, the Cardinals had, had really been sailing and uh, it's anybody's game right now. There's no doubt about it. And that's exactly the way that the national football league wants it. Uh, what do you make of this Von Miller trade? Uh, Von Miller going to, to the Rams. I don't know what the aversion is for Los Angeles and their draft picks. Like they just don't want them. They don't like anything about them. Uh, they want nothing to do with them. And so they, they traded for Von Miller this week, a couple of second round draft picks. I, you know, I get it. Like they need a little bit of extra pass rush juice on the outside. Von Miller will give that to you. Um, but, but they are obvious. The obvious thing here is that they are making a push right now for this season. Yeah, it's it's all the eggs in the basket. It you know throw throw out all of of those old cliches, and I mean you know the routine. It's it's you know if if it doesn't happen this year, is it like they're going to go away? Well, no, but I think they realize that this might be their best shot at it. And uh, look, uh, you know, could you call them the favorite right now? I think you could. I, I think yes. you could call them the favorite right now. I mean, no disrespect to the Cardinals, obviously, or the Packers with a healthy Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, you know, for my money, Chris, I, I, I'd take the Rams. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the interesting thing coming up Tuesday night, uh, College Football Playoff Committee will release their second poll. Um, and, and it's going to be interesting to see because we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. And I, I want to get your thoughts on, on where you think, because now the Spartans are in a bit of a conundrum here, right? Like, obviously, the win against Michigan really big top 10 win uh crazy environment come from behind win those are that's a big deal and i told everybody last week michigan state's going to be number three there's no doubt about it i felt really strongly about that now it's now it's confusing because now the committee has to weigh and understanding that the head-to-head matchup is very important to the committee we've seen in in recent history but that win against michigan is really good the loss against Purdue is really rough. So how they continue to slot Michigan State within that top 10 is going to be really interesting to see. It's one of the first conundrums, I think, of the year. Well, you know what's also interesting about this? I think Spartan fans will remember. I mean, just go back to 2015. All was lost uh, when mm-hmm. they ended up losing that crazy game to Nebraska. They went from mm-hmm. number seven in, in the uh, college football playoff ranking all the way down to thirteen. And mm-hmm. I think you know how well that played out. They sure eventually do. were able to pass Iowa by beating them in the Big Ten Championship. Now, do not misconstrue. I'm not saying that the Spartans are going to do that again. This is a repeat of 2015. As a matter of fact, you know, I don't see them getting past Ohio State. We'll wait and see how that plays out. But the reason why I bring that up, Chris, is to me, one man's opinion, this mm-hmm. college football playoff ranking this time of year is nothing more than a made-for-television event. There are so many things that can happen. And so when I hear fans bickering and going back and forth on stuff like this, it, it makes me kind of chuckle because there is a way at this juncture for a lot of teams, even ranked as low as 13, to matriculate their way back mm-hmm. into that top four sure. before the end of the season. I mean, that's one thing that, that we've seen time and time again. And I think people in this state, um, you know, got an up close look at that. I mean, it was over when they lost that game to Nebraska and yep. obviously they were able to go on and they got the huge win down at Ohio state and then knocked off Penn state the last game of the year and, and, and beat Iowa 
who could forget that drive in the Big Ten Championship? But the whole point of me saying that, Chris, is there is so much football that is is left to be played right now. And, and, it, and it's funny to me as well, people that are kind of, um, what's the best way to say it? Um, giving a hassle to the committee about Cincinnati right now. Mm. Cincinnati can play their way in just yet. Now, you know, where, where they make this a no-brain conversation, to me, we're not ready to have that conversation yet. Yes, yeah. they're sitting there at six, but they can certainly play themselves in. You know, you have to hope for a loss. Maybe Georgia, Alabama negate each other. Absolutely. Who knows? Maybe one of them, uh, you know, is is able to get punched out as it is. Um, Ohio State, same thing. Oregon, same thing. So, you know, when all is said and done in a few weeks, if Cincinnati's 12-0 and 0, and you have a slew of teams with one losses, Good luck to the committee explaining that one away. I know. Look, I, I'm I am somebody who will argue against Cincinnati getting in. Uh, to me, the schedule just isn't there. I mean, the, the the win against Notre Dame is good. It's a great win. Outside of that, you know, it, it took you two goal line stands to beat Tulsa. Like that's which, by the way, I've never seen anything like that before. That was a first for something like that. Yeah, you, you know what's interesting, though, Chris? Uh, this this is where it gets intriguing. Well, what if there is, and, and this happens very rarely, and no offense to you, I have this conversation with Michigan fans all the time. Win the conference and you don't have anything to worry about. Will other teams get in? Well, it doesn't no. happen that often, right? Gotta what win the if conference. there's a one-loss team? Then, then what's the committee going to do? If there's a one-loss team in there, you know, that didn't win their conference. They're sure. the ones that put the premium on winning the conference. So Absolutely. a lot of intriguing things could happen. Yeah, they're, 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 this is coming down the stretch here with three games left. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Grand Rap coming up. What do you guys got coming up? Any Anything in particular? Well, you know, we're going to talk about what exactly happens during a bye week. Uh, uh, an interesting ruling in a game that Bill Keenis was working on today that I'm intrigued Ooh. to hear about myself. What's going on in the high school ranks? Lots of stuff, Chris. All right, Gridiron Wrap coming up next. That'll do it for Sports Wrap tonight. Have yourself a wonderful week. We'll catch you next week.